Yo, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug about Antares and Autotune. Antares makes the original industry standard autotune that we all know and love the sound of. We are sponsored by them, so if you visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash autotune, we do get a small kickback from every purchase. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please enjoy this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to Mixing Music. I'm your host, DK. And this week we have a very cool episode. We have my friend here, Leo Cashin, always cashing it in. How are you doing, Leo? (laughs) I'm good, DK. How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, so today um, you have planned and prepared to basically give a lesson on uh, background vocals, your opinions on it, how they should be treated, and what you do with them. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much in in rap and uh, trap and hip-hop. Yep, in that genre. That's what I was thinking. Sweet. That's perfect. So let's talk about that, and let's let's jump right into it. Let's see. What's the first thing that you have on your list about uh, ad-libs? And sorry, about uh, background vocals and ad-libs. Yeah, cool. So uh, I basically, when I'm recording, uh, I'll record a lead, and that's always mono. And then we've got a dub, if not two, and then an ad lib. And so what I do is... So let's explain. Sorry, real fast. I don't mean to stop you, but let's explain. What is the difference between a dub and an ad lib? So what I call a dub is like a double. So if someone lays down a verse, a dub would be them repeating the same words, either at the end of the phrase or repeating the whole verse, and then you layer that under the lead vocal so that it's a double or a dub. Cool. And ad-libs are always something that's not doubled. It's something that's underneath like the, yeah, huh, right? As Typically. Well. Yeah. And you can, yeah. you can of course say the same word in a, in an ad-lib, but it's definitely just what we label it in the industry. So uh, I tend to make my background vocals uh, stereo so that they move around my lead vocal in mono. And I do that initially by using EQ like you would on any other track. And so if you have two different types of dubs, you don't want them sharing the same frequency ranges on your EQ. So what I like to do is I like to use the SSL channel strip, and they've got some great presets on there. Two of my favorites are the background vocals. Is and this then the, a, sorry, is this the UA channel strip, or is this it, the Waves channel strip? This is the Waves SSL. Okay, sorry, cool. I needed to clarify no, no, that. No, yep. no worries, no worries. Good thing I asked. Yep, but, I, but I think they all have the same presets, do they not? Um, I think within the companies they do. 
I don't uh, think. Uh, yeah, I don't know if UA has the same. Waves. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know if Brainworks will have the same. Hmm. Yeah. But, sorry uh, about that. No worries. No worries. So I'm wondering, do you think? Do you use the waves, or do you use the? I I use yeah. No, I definitely use a lot of that waves one. I don't really use the UAD one. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the preset and then what they usually entail. Like, what is it that's kind of happening? Yeah. Cool. So. Uh, in the backing Vox preset, um, you've got just from bottom to top. You've got in in relation to the towns and Olympic vocals that I also use for dub for a second pair of dubs. Um, in the backing Vox, you've got a minus three decibel cut at 350, and uh, you've just got a bigger cut on the Olympic vocals at six decibels. But as you go up, you've got a plus three decibel shift at 850 hertz on the backing box and you've got a minus three dip at 1k so that's pretty much an opposite effect so those two are going to be in the low low frequencies affecting each other differently so you're going to hear them differently absolutely so you're saying that you like to treat background vocals and ad-libs darker than the lead vocal which is more bright well, actually, I'm saying between two different dubs, I'm treating the two different dubs differently. Oh, so they you're treating the dubs differently. I'm sorry. I heard that wrong. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. So I'm treating all the background vocals separately than the lead so that because I'm because I'm keeping my lead mono and that these are going to become stereo. So I'm affecting these around my lead vocal differently. So so even though it's two separate takes of dubs, whatever, on the outsides, yep. um, you still treat them differently. So the dub on the left side is still going to be different from the dub on the right side. Sure, and I'm not necessarily panning le- just left and right, but yes, those two different dubs are going to have different EQs completely. Okay, that's interesting. Yep, so that's why I'm using these two different presets because they're basically opposite. And now what other. how do you how would you describe how that feels in a mix when you when you uh make them different EQs versus if they were the same EQ? To me they just sit they just sit behind that lead vocal a little bit differently. If I stack the same EQ on top of itself, it's just going to get a little bit muddy, especially if they're both dubs. So my example would be the first dub would be uh, he raps the entire verse exactly like he did on his lead vocal. And then he wants that as a stack underneath his main. And then his second pair of dubs is just the last word of every phrase, right? So that's another dub. So those two is what I'm affecting differently. And then even then, the ad lib that comes in, I'm going to give that a completely different EQ from the other two as well. So it has its own space. Yeah. So what you could do on the ad lib is you could like do a phone filter. So that's that's basically just like mm-hmm. a hardcore EQ, right? But it's still yeah, just that's another common. EQ trick. Right. So you just make the ad libs in the phone filter. Now you've got three different EQs all affecting those backgrounds differently, but they each have their own space. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And now I have a question with, with dubs. I like What I like to do is I like to have the lead thing and maybe one other dub, right? And or uh, not just on dub, let's say I'm just having everything doubled on, on a verse, right? Or on a chorus, I just want it to have that doubled, you know, that Michael Jackson side of sort of thing. Um, do you, um, do you spread, spread them out at all or do you still keep them both in the center if you ever do doubles? With just- yeah, so the, so the second, and this is uh, something that I was going to plug for Sound Toys, kind of. <laughs> but Sound Toys has great plugins and they have two called Micro Shift and Little Micro Shift. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you don't use these, that's a great one to put on the dub. It basically just, I mean, you can keep it mono, but it makes it basically stereo and it has a dry and wet knob, three different presets, and it's, it really just spreads out a dub. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love that guy. 
Um, and I think Sound Toys, if you're interested, uh, they're having a big, they usually do a big Black Friday sale. Um, and as we coming up into uh, November, you know, keep an eye out if you don't have all the Sound Toys plugins because we love that stuff. Yep. Decapitator is a go to. Those are great plugins. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the next thing? Okay. Um, so uh, ad libs, like I was said a little bit differently. Um, again, I, so I typically do on each channel, auto tune and SSL with a different EQ. And then one of these micro shifts or little micro shift plugins you can use. Um, I also, another go-to is Greg Wells. He makes a great, uh, in waves, his voice centric plugins. Yeah. Do you like to use that? Yeah. Those are really cool. It's just one big knob. It's got, um, three different side sets of delay reverb and a doubler. It's really cool. Easy plug-in. Um, <clears throat> but on my ad libs, what I'll do is I'll add deverb or any reverb directly to it and then just affect the dry wet knob so that it has its own reverb, just the, just the ad libs. So, you know, the Travis guy, yeah, whoa, whoa, whatever he's saying in the background so that those have a long tail on their own, but they don't have to go to the main reverb. You just put reverb directly on the track. That's another little trick of mine. Yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. And I have to ask you, uh, you said, I don't know if we talked about auto-tune yet, you just kind of mentioned it. I actually also really like to use auto-tune, especially on like harmonies or like ad-libs, just because I feel like anything that's in the background just has to be extra tight, especially if it's like R&B where it's like there's a pitch. You know, any harmonies, any ad-libs just has to be super tight for me. So I love auto-tune on, and not like necessarily a robotic auto-tune, but something that really makes it fit in the tonal pocket. Right. No, absolutely. I do the same thing. I have auto-tune on every channel. Uh, Typically, lately, I've been using auto-tune EFX. I think I texted you about this the other day. Yeah, you were. uh, Tell me about EFX. (laughs) Tell us about EFX. What's the difference? It's just... It's just a little smoother. I don't know what the algorithm is or how it's how it's different, but uh, you know, you sync it to the BPM just like Auto Tune, and you you just you just set it and go. It's just different. It's different. There's there's a reason they made a second one, but I don't I don't know how to ex- explain it besides that it's smoother, um, and you don't hear the shifts as much between keys. It'll it's just kind of like a instead of taking a staircase, it's like rolling down a hill. Really, that's yeah. interesting. I've never I've never actually used that. I only have. Uh, the two that UAD offers, the original one with the white interface and the new pro version that UAD has with the darker interface. But those are the only two that I've ever used. I've actually don't have the autotune directly from Antares. And that's just autotune pro, right? Real time yeah. advanced. Yeah. Yeah. So right. that's kind of yeah. what I use. I've never, I need to look up EFX. So that's a really cool idea. It, it's, it's a great plugin. Did, have you not seen those Instagram ads? Man, they blow me up on Instagram. Yeah, no, I haven't. Dude, I'm trying to get uh, Henrik on. Uh, Henrik is our friend that we also met with uh, at Mix with the Masters. Uh, he's he's one of the sales and customer support or something for Antares. And I'm trying to get him on an episode as well, talking about AutoTune and all the different uh, uh, products that Antares has to offer. And, man... He was trying to show us in class how to how to use it like Melodyne, and I I still go I still go to Melodyne. I can't do it. <laughs> that, man, <laughs> I tried. There's it. a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with there. No, it can absolutely do a lot. Yeah, man. So what's next on your list? What we're gonna keep going down? I know that yes. you prepared for this. Yeah, man. I just I just gotta I just wanted to share a couple tips. You know, I I love learning on YouTube and through podcasts. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
some uh so another sound toys plug is little altar boy so, oh, dude, the baby, dude. I love Little yeah, Alter Boy. Yeah, of course. And so uh, for a while I was using Little Alter Boy, but I didn't, I could never figure out like on those pop tunes how to get the delay while it's being pitched down to be in perfect time. So I used to cut, I used to cut the audio, drag it down to a channel with Little Alter Boy on it and, you know, drag it over, but it just didn't work. So now I'm just putting it right on my quarter delay send. And right after my quarter delay, and it's just pitching it immediately like it would in, in ascend, and it's just much better. It's it's, uh, and then you can even side chain it if you <laughs> if you want to go deep. So you you so pitch you, the delay. So I can so I pitch the delay these days, and that's how I'm that's getting a dope. perfect delayed pitch. It's really cool. You yeah, you make it deep, you know, and put it on some girl singing a pop song. It's like psh, done. We got a pop song. That is dope. So you're yeah. saying that your chain is delay, then alter boy. Or are you saying that it's alter boy, then delay on the send? Ox. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think I it doesn't put it matter. After. Then if, if <laughs> I think I put it after, but I don't know if that. Yeah, I think I yeah, put it after. Yeah, I guess though, it doesn't yeah. matter. Who gives a crap? It doesn't matter. That's dope. That's cool. <laughs> I've never actually thought about doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm curious. Do you? Do you affect background vocals a little differently than I do? Uh, are you taking a different approach that I should maybe be looking into? Uh, no, I don't know if I use do them super differently. I mean, I think the specifics are going to be different, but in general, the philosophy are the same. For me, ad-libs and uh, background vocals tend to be darker. I make them dark, especially if it's going to be on top of the lead vocal because I feel like any like ad-libs or dubs that are at the same time as the vocals, like... It doesn't work very well. So I first off try to help the artist and produce the artist so they're kind of doing it in between the pockets, the ad-libs at least, in between the pockets of when they're right. not, like during the breaks. So it's like not competing. Um, but I, in general, I like to have dubs slightly darker um, unless I'm literally just doing a double, like literally just a double, where then I do the, make them do the same take twice and I treat them both as leads. And then I spread them out just a little bit. Just a tiny bit, because the problem is if if you do a double track, um, then uh, so like you're doubling the entire phrase or the entire chorus, not just like specific words you want to emphasize like a dub. But if you're doubling like an entire like a chorus per se, I treat them exactly the same and I spread them out, maybe like 35 left and 35 right instead of 100 left and 100 right, mm. just to give them a little bit of space. Because if it's also zero and zero, it also sounds a little bit phasey sometimes, a little bit weird. And um, honestly, kind of like, it's it's not as interesting. But at the same time, I feel like when things are really spread apart, and someone's listening on headphones, it makes it's the experience way different than if you yeah. were listening on speakers. So yeah. I do like to have just a little bit, so it's kind of maintain the fidelity of the audio, um, but at the same time, still kind of spread it out a little bit. Now with dubs, I do like to make them darker, and usually with a little bit more reverb or delay. And, and by darker, do you, are you just rolling off the high end, or no, how I'm are you not, making it sometimes, darker? Sometimes, sometimes I'm rolling off, but most of the time I think I'm just not adding as much high end. Because like uh -huh. with the lead vocal, I love to make that thing bright and sharp, right? Um, and like maybe even boost some like upper mid range EQ, and then a lot of high end, and like definitely a lot of that like top top way like t past twenty k kind of thing, right? Um, like really like to make it pop. Uh, but with the ad-libs, I'm not focusing much on the high end. I'm just trying to make it clear. So I'm taking out the low end and the low mids, like the muddy stuff, just like mm -hmm. I would. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not adding and enhancing the high end as much. 
So I'm just not, I'm not necessarily filtering it out, but that's just kind of the way that I like it. So again, the whole point of the dub or an ad lib is to be supportive of the lead. So I'm just still trying to make the lead be brighter. So it's up front and then the background be a little bit darker. So it's a little bit more in the background, but that's kind of like my general thing. But yeah, sometimes I put in filters, sometimes I make them brighter, sometimes I make them darker, but my general philosophy, the way that I like hearing it, the way that I hear ad libs and dubs is just darker. Are you sending um, your backgrounds or your dubs to a different bus than your main? Yeah, typically I do send it to a different reverb um, or I, I add extra reverbs. Or I layer reverbs or layer delays or whatnot. So it's like slightly different. Um, yeah, but I don't, uh, yeah, I typically don't use the same effects as the lead by itself. You know, I like at least blend the same effects with something else. Right, but so your signal chain, like you're sending your vocals to a Vox bus, right? Yeah, and I oh, that's what you mean. No, yeah, I yeah. don't send I don't send my ad libs to that the same Vox bus. bus. Uh, yeah, okay. I usually keep a separate, partially because I don't want the ad libs to affect the compressor that's going on in the Vox bus for my lead, mm. um, and yep. partially because uh, I do actually like again I do like them slightly darker. Um, I do like them loud, like I like them a little bit louder. Uh, like not at the same level as the lead, but I don't think that they should be in the background in the sense that I don't think that they should be super quiet. You know, I think mm -hmm. they should be loud, but if they're darker, then they, they can be louder and kind of almost a little bit less than the lead volume, but it's still separate. It still feels like a background thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. That if that, sense. if that makes sense. So, yeah. so I mean like, uh, with your background in dubs, what is your philosophy as far as like when you're like, because you record a lot as well, right? Oh, yeah, I track a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, when you help out with artists, what kind of tips do you give them um, when they're trying to like do ad libs and tips? Like, do you have any like production? Like, do you like, how about like the production side of stuff? Do you help artists with that before they start recording? Yeah, it's typically as, as we go. Um, uh you know, if they ask me to help, then I will, but that's, I won't just jump in and be like, Hey, yo, you should, you should put this here. I, I typically won't do that unless, you know, it's just an effectual kind of thing that I want them to add. Uh, I, I, I let them go. Some, some people are different. Some people like want to be coached when they're in the booth, you know, they're like, yo, please tell me, you know, if that sounded good or if that sounded bad or tell me where to put these dubs or where to put these ad libs or like, give me some ideas for sounds. And I'll sit back here and be like, you know, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> 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 I'll say, I'll say, I'll give them ideas all day. I, like, I'll make sound effects all day for you. And then they'll go lay it down. Um, but you know, then, then you move up, uh, to some artists who, who know what they're doing and it's just like one take, boom, second take, second dub, boom, third take, ad lib, boom. And they come in and it's four takes done. And it's like, yeah, okay, perfect. dude, I've had, I've had a couple artists where, um, they like have been doing ad libs and dubs for a long time. And, you and can I tell. think it's actually, yeah, dude, I'm not kidding. Like ad libs when you know what you're doing and you're a lot more comfortable with it. It like is a total game changer to the no, vibe it, of a track. No, it really is. I had someone rhyming their their uh, ad libs the other day. So like their verse was rhyming, like it, of course it should. And then they're and then like they were saying different words that didn't rhyme with the verse, but they rhymed together in the ad libs. And I it I, it was wild. That was cool. Really, that's yeah. kind of neat. I've never heard right? that. I know. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing in there? That's cool, dude. One of the best ad libs that I've ever like been a part of, like produced and recorded. There's this guy. I've never seen him. I've only seen him once in my life. Came into the studio. He was like a friend of one of the artists, 
And dude, I would have, I would definitely, if I knew who this guy was, I should have taken his information because he was probably, he was like the singer ad lib. So he's like singing, he's like riffing in the background. Nice. Yeah. And I have never heard ad libs, like singing type ad libs, be so good in oh, one man, take. That's awesome. And to this day, even the stuff like on Rap Caviar or like anything like R&B tracks, I'm still like, that guy was definitely the best. Like, I'm pretty sure it was a dream. Like, I don't know. Hey, that's this awesome. guy was so killer. And that just totally made the track for me. I need to go back into my old hard drives and like listen through all the old artists I recorded because I don't have, I have no clue who it was. But that literally like that ad lib made the track. Well, and right. that's the little stuff that makes this job, you know, like you hear, you get, you just get that one day and you're like, this is cool and different and I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. really cool. It's really cool. So let me ask you, um, with your background and stuff, uh, with the background vocals and the harmonies and whatnot, do you treat them differently for different genres? Cause I know we're talking about like hip hop and trap, but like, have you like, what about like R and B or just like a pop song do you still treat them the same way philosophically speaking um it, it depends because like on trap stuff you can get away with using some using some uh crazier effects or more dramatic effects i should say whereas no if i'm recording like a ballad pop song um you know even if i just throw that micro shift on on her background it's just it might even just be too much um, you know, 10% on that wet dry knob at most type of deal. So no, I, I affect it differently. I definitely do a lot less, um, uh, for, for other genres for sure. And, but, but typically all I'm doing 95% trap and rap. Yeah, that's, that's sweet. So I think that, uh, I think that we should, you know, one of the big points that I try to make and have this be part of a, like a main theme for the podcast is that there is literally no right answers. There's no correct way to do things, exactly. which is why I call it like a philosophy because you and I, we might do it just slightly differently, but the ideas are basically the same, right? We want it to sound good. We want it to affect the vocal. We want it to add to the vibe, but, uh, like the, the philosophies might be slightly different and it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Like you, your stuff sounds great and I've heard it, you know, mine stuff, you can say sounds great, you know, sounds and great. You, you, <laughs> th it does. Thanks. I just didn't want to say it myself. <laughs> no, it, no, it does for sure. <laughs> but, uh, I think that, um, I, th the point is that there's no right answer and right. Sometimes you just got to do it and mess with it. And sometimes the weird stuff, like doing something totally weird and crazy is what sounds awesome, you know? And those yeah. are like the golden nuggets as us for engineers where it's just like, oh, that was really cool, you know? And sometimes it doesn't work at all, but. Yeah. And one thing, <laughs> one thing I remember from France is that uh, Leslie didn't use a template, remember? And I'm always using a template. Um, but the other day I decided not to, and I was pretty, uh, I was, I was happy I did, but I remember how much you just start relying on a template, you know, how it's just kind of like, uh, it's easy when you're getting mixes in and you're trying to turn, you know, two or three to not drag it into a template. Like, why wouldn't you? But you actually, me, for me personally, I should say, I listen way more intently when I don't use one. Um, and not exactly sure my point to that, but you know with with all this micro shift all this stuff that i'm using on these background vocals 
There's yeah. so many different ways to do this. Like you don't have to do it this way. I don't have to do it the way my template does it every time. And sometimes I don't, and sometimes it sounds better. So it's yeah, absolutely. it's just what I'm how I'm doing it right now, and it it's working for right now. But it might probably will change. Yeah, and that's we could talk about templates as another topic because I'm also one of those that never has used a template. Oh, really? And probably never will. Like I'm all about efficiency. But for some reason, I've just never really cared about building a template because I'm also, at the same time, I also spend a lot of time with quick keys and like the new functions every time Pro Tools update, like the new quick stuff. And you got the search now. Yeah, and you got the search now. And like you can like move stuff to the top of the list, stuff like that. And um, yeah, I just like just don't. I've never had a reason to and I never have. I've, I've never made it a point to make a template. That being said, now I probably will make a point to not use templates. <laughs> you Are know, you using but, a similar chain on your buses to what we learned in France? Oh, yeah, similar. Similar, but... Uh, so you don't have those just slight. like disabled and pulled up, but 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 bypassed just so you could unbypass nah, and go? Nah, dude. Nah, no, because usually the order is going to be different or right, I'm going right. to want a different compressor. Because one thing, because I've never used templates, I'm really comfortable with a very large scale of compressors and you know, EQs, I don't think matters as much, but like there's slower compressors and there's like just dis- compressors that add a little bit more distortion. And the, for some yeah. reason, this compressor, like the, the LA-2A from um, yeah. Universal Audio, the silver version is faster and it, for some reason makes the audio slightly brighter, uh, in my opinion. I, I don't know what it is, right? Interesting. So it's like yeah, 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 these right. things. So it's like, I kind of like, so for example, like Leslie will always use the R compressor. But yeah. I will like I don't like to have a template, and I I should have like one of those like autofill things where you can click a button and it autofills. But I still probably you wouldn't use a template. You know, I, pr- I probably would still autofill plugin where you can make your chain. Um, that's probably what I'd do before I'd make a template though. But I, I do like to have those minor minor changes. Um, that I'm not saying that like I'm not saying is like the rule of my book, but I just like to have that freedom because I. I don't know what it is. And that's just my personality and that's not right or wrong or anything like that. But anyway. Right. Uh, so we, we should definitely do uh, another topic some other time, but thank you so much, Leo, for joining us for this episode of Mixing Music. Uh, where can people hit you up? Let's do a little shout out for you. How can people find you? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a website? Like what? How can people hit you up? Nice. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram is at Leo Cashin. Uh, my beats are at Cashin Beats 303. Um, I work at Augmenta Studio here in Littleton, Colorado, which is right outside of Denver, Colorado. Um, and yeah, you can also email me at leo.augmentedstudio at gmail.com and any other way. That's is, dope. Is fine too. Thank you for, thank you for everything, DK. I appreciate you having me on. No worries, Leo. Thank you for joining us. Um, And please remember, if you like what we're doing, please leave a five-star review. Share with your friends. Um, Remember, the deal is, feel free to send me, email me an mp3 at dkmixes at gmail.com. And I would love to give feedback on mixes, and I definitely don't charge for that. That's always my deal. You can always send me... Um, you know, something that you'd like some feedback on. And I actually got a few more emails this week. Um, and I just love, that's like one of the service, you know, one of the ways that I could provide value for you guys. Um, I also have a Facebook group that you can join and help each other out with. Um, just search Mixing Music Podcast uh, on uh, Facebook and you'll see a group. 
um, for the Mixing Music Podcast group. Anyway, hit you up next time. Keep listening, keep working hard, and stay saucy. One, two, three. This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by LaunchPod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with LaunchPod Media. Psst. Hey you. Yeah you. Come join our Discord. The Mixing Music Discord server is filled with tons of awesome information and people. People that can help you out and information that can help you grow your business and to help you improve your mixes. So come join us and find the invitation link at mixingmusicpodcast.com.